Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, welcome back to the show. So we got some couple of things we're going to talk about and we're just going to get to the point. So, um, earlier this week, there was a very shocking news that there were certain books that were going to be banned. And one of them is a very important book, historically wise. And also it's a great way to educate, especially young kids, about World War II. And the book that I'm being referred to is... Mouse. Mm-hmm. M-A-U-S. Mouse. Yeah. And many of you, like myself, who knows what the comic is in the graphic novel, who knows what the story is about and everything, there's no discussion to go there. Um, but for many of you who don't know what Mouse is... Was... Um, it's a graphic novel... Um... By American cartoonist Art Spiegelman. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just about his experience, you know, he interviewed his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew when he happens, his father, uh, Vladik, happens to be a Holocaust survivor. So in this graphic novel, um, he made the Jews as mice, Germans as cats, Poles as pigs. Americans as dogs, the English as fish, the French as frogs, and the Swedish as deer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so this entire series of graphic novels, you see how his folks survived the war and the atrocities that they saw. Well, not as people through animals. Yes, from animal animal points of view. Oh, and a little quick note: in 1992, it became the first and to date only graphic novel to win a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, in the category of the special award in letters. Yes. Yeah. You want to appeal it to. Um, yeah. The, it, if you've never read it, read it. It is really good. It is a really good read. A really fascinating read. But also a very... Um, sad and depressing. Because... It's from the author's folks' point of view, how the way they saw things, how the way they saw, what they saw. They, I, they saw a lot of horrific things, you know. Including uh, the, 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 uh, the theme of friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, according to this you know, graphic novel, it's bullshit. Yeah. Because um, I'm reading uh, just a little part of the synopsis um, about uh, young when Art was a kid, uh, he was skating with friends, and he falls down and hurts himself, but his friends keep going, and so he went back home to see his father, and he, who asked him why is he upset? You know, Art told him what happened, and then um, his father responded in broken English, uh, "Quote friends, your friends. If you lock them together in a room with no food for a week, then you could see what it is." Friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's talking literally from a, you know, and this tr- was tr- truth to God moment. That yeah, I and this happened uh, uh, in 1958. Yes. Um, so, here in the United States, they're wanting to ban the book. Um, and I'm just going to call it, I'm just going to say it, it's bullshit. This is a very important literature. This is a very important book that should be read, that students should read at a very... Not not like 
preschool or something like middle school which is just like reading oh yeah and uh the ones who can truly attest to this as an outrage um the remaining um holocaust survivors that are still alive right now mm-hmm. they're saying this is the exact exact time of crap that we saw when we were kids in Germany or in, in, in Europe, Europe yeah. with, with this crap going on. The exact same thing, you know, and, and we, we're talking about hardcore, never again. Like, they, they will, um, you know, with the Holocaust, never forget it. Yeah. And here we go, almost a hundred years, you know, and now they're going to start it all over again? No. Yeah, there, there was a, uh, an interesting cartoon that I saw. Uh, a good friend of mine, um, an Eisner judge, he posted it up that it was from, the, I think, the New York Times or New York Daily or something like that. And an homage to the author of uh, Mouse, they did uh, American Politicians as the Cats. And be like, okay, all in favor of banning this book, Mouse, say aye. Man, they did the Nazi salute. And they had a little kid who was a mouse. Wondering what just happened. Yes. The public, in, in, in some aspects, is also to blame because of indifference. <sighs> they need to be reminded uh, that there's this type of crap has happened before. And it's not supposed to happen again. Yet we allow it to happen again. And it, 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 it's just disgusting. Yeah. Very disgusting. No, just not only that too, but there was also other books too that were that were considered banned. Oh yeah, just recently, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, in uh, Washington this School in Washington State, they decided to uh, drop it and and. It actually made headline news, like national headline news. Like, like, what the hell are you doing that for? Why? Um, white discomfort, because it, it talks about the issues of racism. It happened. It legitimately happened. Well, the story itself is based on you know what really happened at the time, of course, and they want to get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, and they want to get rid of the Lorax. Uh, hold on. Uh, Dr. Seuss's Lorax, or is another book called Lorax? No, Dr. Seuss is the Lorax. Uh, environment. Well, Dr. Seuss was against the uh, powers that be because they were uh, like the Onceler. Mm-hmm. He was actually a maskless criminal against uh, the environment. Yeah. You know, it could be anybody, like big corporations, um, irresponsible lumber mills, you know. You or I. Yeah. You know, you know, being wasteful. So that's why that's why um you know they made a, a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. That's why it it was it made controversy because like you're defeating the purpose of what Dr. Seuss really is saying. The Onceler is a really really bad guy person. Cuz it could be anybody. Ah, you're right because in the original he he has no it has no face. The yes. Onceler um, but they gave him a face. Yeah. But no, but on top of that too, um, another book, I think it was uh, John Silverstein? 
Oh, Shell Silverstein. Yeah, Shell Silverstein. Yeah, I figured, why, why is he being banned? And some, and what? Some of his books are, like, why? I don't under, understand. Yeah, like. Some of the, some, you mean, like, some of his books are poetry and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe because they're too loony for people to understand. Or they sound depressing. Or, you know. Yeah, but it's the truth. Yeah. He was being a poet. He was being, you know. And I, I just think that's wrong. I, you know. I, I think I think that's like really messed up that you're trying to do that. Censorship. And he's also, you know, even though, um, you know, for, you know, young audiences, uh, he's just kind of telling it what it is. Like, here's the thing, I guess, from his Twitter account. But, you know. Uh, like some quotes or stuff. So he's like, happy ending. There are no happy endings. Endings are the saddest part. So just give me a happy middle and a very happy start. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? That's bad. You know, some some here, some guy you're saying, poetry stirs emotions, provokes thought, inspires creativity, and that's bad for children. What's bad about what I just said? I'm asking you right now. Was that bad? No. It wasn't. You know, he's not saying, you know, stop taking your vitamins. He's not saying that. He's not I, saying anything negative. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have no. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, and also Fahrenheit. Um. I want to say Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's starting to turn into. Yeah. The exact same issue. Fahrenheit 451. Where yeah. the firemen mm-hmm. are literally, um, you know, they're not the people that take out fires. They're the ones that start the fires. Yeah. And what do they destroy? Books. Yeah. So, my recommendation to you people out there. Go to your local go to your local bookstores. Go find these books. Read them. Read buy them. No, buy them. Buy a copy for your kids or your nieces or your nephews or your grandkids um, or your future kids. Hold on to them. Let them read it. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, uh, someone t- tweeted uh, tweeted a picture. Uh, with Stephen King, and here's what he quoted exactly, and I will say it verbatim. Quote, When books are run out of school classrooms and libraries, I'm never much disturbed. Not as a citizen, not as a writer, not even as a school teacher, which I used to be. What I tell kids is, don't get mad. Get even. Don't spend time waving signs or carrying petitions around the neighborhood. Instead, run. Don't walk. To the nearest non-school library or the local bookstore and get whatever it was uh, that they banned. Read whatever they're trying to keep out of your eyes and your brain because that's exactly what you need to know. You know who said that, unquote? Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. And, and uh, it's not just, you know, some, you know, classic books and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> the number one of all time. And ironically, it's telling the truth. 1984? Yeah. Orwell's 1984? 
And it's not just extending toward these classical books. You know, you got issues of racism. You got issues of uh, the LGBT community, right? Mm-hmm. That, that stuff is getting banned as well. Yeah. You know, and then pretty soon, what are they going to do? They're going to censor art? They're going to say, oh, uh, Michelangelo's David is, is pub, you know, is public nudity and has to be make them put shorts on or just take it out of the museums or you know Pablo Picasso's blue period oh it's depressing take it away or it shows white guilt somehow no oh not that but it's just like if you like uh, like I'm saying if you have kids or nieces or nephews grandkids grandkids or you're going to have kids yourself one of these days. Go buy these books. Go buy these books and treasure them. Covet them. And, you know, and when they get older, when, when you feel like it's the right time for them to read these books, give them these books and tell them, here, read these books. Because they're not going to tell you this. And, you know, they're not, they're not going to let you read these books at school. Read them here at home. Yeah, like Lord of the Flies. That one's gone too. Yeah, from uh, public instruction. Yeah, just yeah. But yeah, go go support your local library. Not don't don't not support your local library, but go support your local bookstores. Go out there, ask them for these copies, or ask them, hey, do you guys have a ban the that recently banned list of books that they're doing? You know. Uh, in 2022, I want a copy of whatever book that they got. And if you can't buy them, excuse me, go to the, go to the go to your non-school library, go to your local city library, and and and, and you know, get a account and and rent these books and read them, yeah, or buy them online or anything, whatever possibility way you can get them. You know, just get them. Yeah, doing a. You're not doing a service for yourself. You're doing it for the service of the future generation of people that need to know that this stuff exists. Yeah, especially, you know, like the Holocaust and shit. I mean, with, you know, not just Mouse. They're trying to, they're, they're, they're banning Anne Frank. Yeah. Just. I remember reading that in fifth grade. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, I remember, um. Reading that and the movie and, and you know we there was like someone that survived the Holocaust that came over and talked and you know just a lot of questions and stuff like that it was just yeah that's just it just messed up it was just really really messed up. Uh. <sighs> but yeah, seriously, folks. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor for the, for the future generation of kids. You know, get these books. Go, like, support your local, like I said, support your local bookstores. Or get them online. Or go to your, lo not your local library or wherever you can get your books at. You know, and, and any way you can, try to get these books. So, yeah. 
so we're going to move along from that topic to another topic and that is um a very important rpg turns 25 this year mm-hmm. and it's final fantasy 7 oh yeah the reason why i say it's a very important rpg is because it was the first game that introduced the series to 3d not only that it was the first game of the series that was not published by nintendo Oh yeah, and it wasn't on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as I vaguely remember it, it was published for, for Sony's PlayStation One. Oh, and it came, and, and as of this recording, it comes out tomorrow, January thirty first. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I wanted it for my birthday, and I got it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I still have my copy, and I got it signed. By the. The, the mage himself, uh, Nobu Uematsu. Yep. And that forced us to buy a um, greatest hits version just so he could play the game. Yeah. But as for the original first edition, he, oh no, he, he you you fucking. Uh, I guy I, I, yeah, I took care of it. I still I still have it. It's original box and everything. And yeah, that's on that baby. But yeah, the game turns twenty five played a huge role in RPGs because it was the first time it showed that games can be an artwork. It wasn't, um, it was also very long game. Three discs. Oh yeah. Sometimes you had to jump back and forth. Yeah. Um, not only that too, but also storytelling was great. The music was wonderful. The battles, the battle system was wonderful. Um, one of the most iconic villains ever to be created in the Final Fantasy series and also in RPGs was Sephiroth. Uh, one of the most tra—I want to say tragic, but but seriously, like a punch in the gut, which was the death of Eris. Um, a lot of people say it was a first. Not really. The one that did it the best, I think, was Fantasy Star Two. Mm. Um, and that was years ago, but you know, I digress. Um, but not only that too, but it was such a great game and it was way ahead of its time. And if we didn't have Final Fantasy VII, we wouldn't have any other RPGs. We wouldn't have ten. No, we wouldn't have nine. We wouldn't have other RPGs. We we wouldn't even have the sequel to Chrono's Trigger, which eh, was okay. Um, but we wouldn't be inspired by other, we, it wouldn't inspire other gaming companies and developers and whatnot to create their own swan song mm-hmm. of games, you know? So 25 years has a lot and stands the test of time. Just recently, you know, they came out with part one of God knows how many of, uh, Final Fantasy seven remake. Mm-hmm. Remake, remake, yeah, and we just gotta wait and see, like, where's it go? But still, very important game in gaming history, and for celebrating twenty five years, we tip our hat to you and thank you for the memories. Thank you for the memories. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that nights on school nights. I didn't get any of my homework done, so I had to do all my homework on the bus to school because I kept playing this at night. But it was worth it. It was worth playing. Uh, good times. 
yeah. I don't know. What about you? What did? Well, um, you know, great characters and all that stuff, and um, you know, everybody was ecstatic about. Oh wow, Cloud is uh, snowboarding. Remember that? Oh yeah, and Golden Saucer. And... I know by today's <laughs> standards that was a that was very shitty. It sucked ass. But you have to remember, this was back in 1997. 3D was a new thing, mm-hmm. and even though you know the 64 was out, and you know, oh, they got great graphics and stuff. Um, this destroyed you know the 64 pretty much. Oh yeah. In those days, in 97, like, holy shit, wow. Oh, yeah, no, on top of that, too, it was like, the commercials, not not the commercials here in the United States, they're all right. If you, if you can, like, YouTube it now, watch the commercials for Japan, oh, my God, they were so great. So great. I was like, why didn't we have these types of commercials? Like, oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, man. But yeah, great. It, it was a great game. It was a really great game. And Sid keeping the tradition of just being in every game. Yep. So, yeah. And uh, sadly today, um, before we go, um, sad news to report. Um, if you guys remember the uh, show WKRP in Cincinnati, uh... Mr. Uh, Howard Hessman, who was known as Dr. Johnny Fever, just passed away at age 81. Um, yep, sad news. Um, really great character. That was a great character. Really good actor. He did a lot of other roles and stuff like that. But he was bestly fondly remembered for that. Because he, was, he fit like a glove. Mm-hmm. You know? The show was a great show too, but he also did a, 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 a um, some good ones. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, Captain Pete Lassard in uh, Police Academy Two. Yeah. He was also uh, uh, the head pimp from uh, the cult classic Doctor Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. Um. What else did he do? He he has a good one. Yeah. He was a. Uh, um, he was a carnival worker in The Jerk. Uh, oh, yeah. Amazon Woman in the Mood. Um, About Schmidt. Oh, yeah. Uh, the two nine, 2009 Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Um, his last um, work was uh, Dirty Politics. And uh, I guess he played the character Big Oil. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, mostly in uh, television, you know, WKRP in Cincinnati. Um, I'm seeing what else did he do? The Amazing Howard Hughes, The Bob Newhart Show, mm-hmm. uh, Nine to Five, One Day at a Time, Mr. Roberts, uh, Fairy Tale Theater. Oof, I remember that one. Uh, the Ray Bradbury Theater. Um, the short-lived the new WKRP in Cincinnati where he reprised uh, Mike and Ollie uh, Chicago Med fresh off the boat mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I, you know, this show was, you know, even though we saw it on reruns, part of our childhood. Yeah, it's a good show. It was a catchy song too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll be able to if I were to buy the uh, the single version of it. Mm-hmm. It's not for some reason. Even today, a lot of people are like, why don't we just get the version that they played on TV? It sounded so much better. Yeah. It, no, no track of that kind exists. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to settle with the single version by the original artist. Yeah. So. Yeah. So without further ado, we tip our hats to him. Mm-hmm. To good old Dr. Johnny Feelgood. <laughs> yeah. So, without further ado, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful week out there. Stay safe. And please go and buy those books. You're doing yourself a, a huge favor. And you're doing the future generation of kids a huge favor. And support that. Support your local bookstores. Support um, bookstores in general. Support go buying them online. Whatever you can do, just do it. All right. Until then, on behalf of Captain, on behalf of We Are Cats, I am Captain Cats. Hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Buy those banned books and and just keep doing you. Until then, take care. Yo ho. Oh, and before that, happy Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kwila. Or? Uh, Gong Si Fa Tsai, I think. I'm mm. trying to remember. I'm rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, folks. Yo-ho!